Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh and welcome to this episode of our book reading the book entitled When the Moon Split a biography of the Prophet Muhammad sallallahu alaihi wasallam the book compiled by Saifur Rahman Mubarakpuri we continue on page 141 the Islamic community The brotherhood between individual immigrants and their host families created a strong sense of community that was further consolidated when the prophet peace be upon him instituted common rules for conduct for all. However, Medina was also home to two other communities, the polytheists who had not accepted Islam and the Jewish tribes. In order to avoid the kind of conflicts the Muslims had experienced in Makkah, the prophet peace be upon him entered into a covenant with those two communities. The following points were included in the document. The Ansar and any other tribes who signed a treaty with them are a distinct ummah or nation. The payment of blood money and the release of prisoners between them and the Muslims would take place according to past practice and the two non-Muslim communities of Medina would help the Muslims in matters of ransom and blood money. All three communities of Medina would unite against any criminals, rebels or hostile armies even if they should be their own offspring. No Muslim was allowed to kill another Muslim to aid a non-Muslim, nor could he help a non-Muslim against a Muslim. The obligations owed to Allah were common to all Muslims, and the entire community was responsible for the discharge of this duty if an individual failed to carry out his responsibility. Jews who became Muslim were to be treated as any other Muslim. Booty would be shared by all Muslims. One who deliberately killed a Muslim would be killed unless the victim's family forgave the killer. It was incumbent upon Muslims to rise against the killer. It was unlawful for a Muslim to support anyone who tried to create dissension amongst Muslims or anyone who attempted to tamper with the tenets of Islam. Allah with his prophet peace be upon him would settle all disputes arising among any of the three communities. The covenant marked a turning point for Muslims. They were bound to each other by a solemn undertaking and through the course of later events they would prove that the unity, brotherhood and cooperation sown by the covenant had flowered and borne fruit. As for the position of the Muslims versus the non-Muslims, the covenant signified that the Muslims were strong enough to set their own terms. It was made apparent to the polytheists that they would not be able to challenge the Muslims' authority. Most of the chieftains and notables of Medina had become Muslim, and there was no one capable of leading those opposed to Islam in open rebellion. Realizing this the prophet peace be upon him wanted to ensure that non-Muslims who were discontent with the new power structure did not look to Makkah for help. He made the non-Muslims agree to the following stipulation: We will not shelter the Quraysh nor will we refuse to offer protection to Muslims. The prophet peace be upon him drew up a separate covenant between the Muslims and the Jews. The Jews and Muslims would live together as two separate nations, each with its own way of life and each in charge of its own financial affairs. Both nations would jointly defend the city from attack and each would defend its own people. Both nations would coexist peacefully and neither was to meddle in the affairs of the other or in any way attempt to destabilize the other. Neither nation was responsible for the misdeeds of the other. the oppressed would be helped and supported both nations would bear the expenses of war 
subversion and unwanted bloodshed were unlawful for both nations. All disputes would be referred to Allah and His Prophet, peace be upon him. The Quraysh and their allies were not to be aided or given refuge. And lastly, the covenant would not provide any safeguard to wrongdoers or criminals. This covenant united the three communities of Medina and defined the Prophet, peace be upon him, as the undisputed head of state. Once everyone understood his rights and responsibilities, the Prophet, peace be upon him, began to actively call the other two communities to Islam. Many embraced Islam, and those who preferred their own religion lived in peace with the ruling Muslims. There were others, however, who were interested neither in Islam nor peaceful coexistence. A faction from them became Muslim so as to weaken Islam from within. They were later known as the hypocrites. Their leader was Abdullah bin Ubay, and together with the group of hostile non-Muslims, they represented the greatest threat to the security of Medina. In spite of all the precautions the Prophet, peace be upon him, took to ensure that Medina remained safe and peaceful, the Quraysh were determined to destabilize the city. The Quraysh sent word to the polytheists of Medina, ordering them to help drive out the Muslims. If the polytheists refused to help, the Quraysh threatened to kill their children and capture their women. The Prophet, peace be upon him, found out about the threats and convinced the polytheists not to give in to the strong-arm tactics employed by the Quraysh. The Quraysh seethed at the turn of events. Their frustration was apparent when Sa'id bin Mu'ad returned to Makkah to perform Umrah, or the minor pilgrimage. As he circumambulated the Kaaba with Abu Safiyan Umayyah bin Halaf, he met Abu Jahal. Abu Jahal recognized him as one of the residents of Medina who had become Muslim and accosted Sa'id. So you find safety in Makkah while you have provided refuge to the faithless? By God, if you were not with Abu Safwan, you would not return home safe and sound. Abu Jahal's threat indicated that the Quraysh were intent on keeping Muslims from visiting the Kaaba and performing their religious duties there. It also indicated that they were prepared to kill unarmed Muslims. The Jews of Medina also represented another threat to the Muslims. They played on the old rivalry between the two tribes of Medina, the Aus and the Hazraj, hoping to rekindle the bitter feud they had once rent them. The fledgling Muslim community faced threats from both within and without. The danger of bloodshed grew so serious that the Muslims began keeping their weapons next to their bed at night. The Prophet, peace be upon him, was also protected by armed bodyguards until Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala revealed the verse, Allah will guard you from mankind. Chapter 5, verse 67. Up to this point, the Prophet, peace be upon him, had counseled Muslims to endure insults and abuses in silence. Now, however, the Muslims had the upper hand. This newfound supremacy triggered off an even fiercer opposition from the enemies. At last, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala made it permissible for Muslims to fight against their oppressors, and this permission later became a duty. The permission to fight was given in stages. At first, the Muslims were allowed to fight only the Quraysh because they were the first to oppress Muslims in Makkah. Muslims were also allowed to seize their goods, but not those of tribes at peace with them. Then the Muslims were allowed to fight any pagan tribe that allied itself with the Quraysh, or any other pagan tribe that oppressed Muslims. Later, the Muslims were permitted to fight any Jewish tribe that broke its covenant with the Muslims. In such a case, the covenant was automatically nullified. 
Subsequently, the Muslims were allowed to fight people of the book, Christians and Jews, who harassed or persecuted them. If the people of the book surrendered to the Islamic State and paid jizya or nominal tax, then the Muslims were forbidden to fight them. Finally, the Muslims were required to make peace with any polytheists, Jews or Christians who embraced Islam and to respect their rights and property. And that's where we leave our book reading for today. We're reading from the book, When the Moon Split, a biography of the Prophet Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. The book is being compiled by Saifur Rahman Mubarakpuri. If you'd like to download this episode and previous episodes of this book reading, you're welcome to go to our podcast, vocfm.iono.fm, and click on the book reading, When the Moon Split channel. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh.